Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie, Ross Lynch's nephew, who is legally named Superfunk. And I'm Hannah, and I'm wearing a rash guard. And this week we are back, and we're talking about Teen Beach Movie. Yay, we're back, just in time for summer. We don't get summer vacation anymore, but... No. But we're here. But we're Yay. here. We're back. Don't call it a comeback. Um, it's just a special little treat. <laughs> yeah, it's fun for us, and so we're recording an episode. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie go. said, um, just in time for summer, also just in time for Pride. Um, Pride yep. in my city was just yesterday. So it's all very exciting. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about it later, but everyone in this movie is gay. So, or <laughs> queer of some kind. Um, you know, it's it's perfect the timing, actors. honestly. The, act- the actors, not necessarily the characters. Although the characters. we never get, we never get, you know, a real. There's no confirmation. Delineation. So. There's just a lot of setting other people say? up with each other. Yeah. It's like middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except telling your friends the people in to break the people in this people movie were were a lot less scared to touch each other than middle schoolers are, but we can touch <laughs> on that in a moment. Shirtless. I took a, they're a lot more shirtless. It's, this is a very touchy feely Disney movie. True. It's a post. It's a post twenty ten Disney movie, and you can tell. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So, Lizzie, do you want to get us right started and do our 60-second summary? We're going to jump in. I'm excited. On your mark, get set, go. On your mark, get set, go. Okay, so story follows our two main characters, who are Brady and Mac, played by Ross Lynch and Maya something, respectively, who are living this kind of idyllic perfect summer they're already in a relationship he's obsessed with this musical called wet side story which is about surfers and bikers and it's basically just west side story but disneyified and less actual gang violence they get sucked into the movie because she's very unhappy about her situation and she's gonna have to leave him so disney magic um they accidentally make the main characters of the movie fall in love with them instead of falling in love with each other. So they have to restore the plot of this movie in order to get themselves back to their actual dimension. And shenanigans ensue. Many a a musical reference, which is great. Excellent choreography. Also, the evil teacher from Avalon High is in this. I'm so glad that you caught that. I I clocked it immediately. It was the most clockable. Even with his terrible fake mustache. Yeah. And I gasped. I said, <gasps> Maggie, do you know who that is? Did she she goes, clock who is that? And I said, <laughs> it's from a Dis- another Disney Channel movie. She was like, oh, oh, oh. She was like, he does look familiar. I was like, he's the evil teacher from Avalon High. She was like, yes. And she was like, I and that's. It. The butler from Jesse. And I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. We're really taking things full circle. Really chock full of Disney Channel cameos here. This definitely is. It's um. We often use the word star-studded cast. I would say star-studded. Ross Lynch was definitely like the drive. And I think Maya Mitchell was pretty popular at the time. Although I can't think of her being in anything else except for The Fosters. Which might oh, have come yeah. after. I'm not I, sure if that came I before think it was or after before this. this, but I'm not sure. Okay. 
But yeah, other than that, um, there are some, like, if you look closely, some hidden gems. Like, for example, that evil teacher. Yes. The evil teacher was a fun little surprise. Jordan Fisher, who I think came into public consciousness and I don't want to say became a household name, but certainly became more of a household name in Grease Live. Oh, yeah. Where he sang the most incredible cover of those magic changes. Um, Mm -hmm. He really entered our the public conscious and then never left thank god rightly Mm -hmm. so rightly so um i have a couple outrageous claims to make that i'm gonna make throughout the course of this i'm very proud of them um i would like to say um i had never seen this before this is my first time seeing this it came out in 2013 which was at the very beginning of my I'm too old for Disney Channel kind of phase. Clearly, we've outgrown that. Um, this was a delight for anyone who loves a movie musical. Yeah. Because it was just trope after trope after trope and poking fun of movie musicals and older movie musicals and also yeah, just like it breaks the fourth wall teen movies um in some ways that you know it it's very self-referential that's why it's called teen beach movie mm-hmm. the name itself it's a teen beach the movie itself. it is a teen it's a beach high school movie. musical it is a high school musical and had some really hilarious lines in this which I'm excited there are some great ones to get to into in a second. However, mm-hmm. Hannah, um, if mm-hmm. you would like to give us the official recap of this. Yeah. And yeah. We'll see if it stays. <laughs> um, where am yeah. I? So according to Disney Plus, life's a beach for surfers Brady and Mackenzie until an epic wave mysteriously transports them inside the retro beach party musical Wet Side Story. There, the two righteous wave riders change the script and have the leading roles fall for them instead of each other. If the two can get the plot back on track, it's easy writings back home. Otherwise, they might be stuck in the retro realm forever. Bum, um, so bum, this is bum. a surfing movie. A surfing movie. Um, which there's it so many Disney surfing movies. Um, yes. Yes, that's absolutely right. I love, yeah, there's a magical, um, a magical surfboard involved. Yes. I gotta be involved. honest. I liked, but it created a lot more questions for me than I think answered them. It was kind of an open-ended plot device. Luckily, yeah. there's a sequel to this movie, so. Yeah, but I'm gonna let you know that in the sequel, it's not, um, spoiler alert. The sequel doesn't resolve it. In fact, I don't think that surfboard is in the sequel. I'm upset. But anyway. Sorry. Um, right before we started recording, I pulled up our Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm excited to share the score with you because, Lizzie, yes. it's kind of – I am I would use the word flabbergasted almost, maybe behoovergasted. Um, <laughs> behoovergasted. Yeah. 
this movie has an 86% on the tomato meter. I knew you were going to say something like that. Uh, it's, it's such a high score. Things. It's such a high score. It is. We Normally, the movies we watch kind of float between 40 and 60. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if this right. is the highest score we've had. I, I can't remember, exactly. honestly, and I don't care to check. But... Um, oh, that's a great score. It's I think it's it's definitely one of the highest, if not yeah, the highest. Mm-hmm. One. Of it seems the all highest, the critics like the... um like what we said that you know it kind of pokes itself at the um it's kind of pokes fun at um itself while paying tribute to classic movies and you know it's clever. Yeah. So and you know what, just from a creative standpoint. That's so smart. That's such a smart way yes. to do it, especially for like a kids movie, because the acting does not have to be good. Other no, than it's so comical. Other than those like main two actors, everyone else can be absolutely abysmal. Can have like minimal, minimal skill set at best, which I would say. The bulk of the cast had far more talent than that. However, yeah, it's a it's a cast push came to shove. Talent. They could have they could have made do. So yeah, there's definitely um, it's you know over the top corny in a lot of ways, but you know then you look at the actors like you know for example there's this huge ensemble of bikers and surfers, and you look at them and you're like oh they're these like cheesy background characters, but then kind of as children but especially as adults you look and you're like wait no the ensemble is made up of jordan fisher molly gray and chrissy fit who was in um in the heights like it's actually mm-hmm. uh it's, it's chock full of talent and star-studded hate to say it but yeah no so they did something which is even better which is they got really talented people to play bad actors really really well so that yes. they could be bad actors in the exact right way. So it made sense for the story. So I liked it. Yes. Yep. I liked it. Hannah, do you have a rating for this movie? You know, this is difficult for me. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I'm looking back at what we've given other movies because the last time that we did a first movie, um, we regretted our scores. Yeah. Um. Or at least I did. Sorry, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think I'll give this, like, um, a 3.5. I rewatch this not all the time, but, like, at least once a year. Okay, I love that. Um, you know what? I think I'm gonna give this, like, a 3.75. Love that. So just about the same. I think the fact that this is the first time that I watched it and also like this is such a good time of year to watch this. Mm-hmm, it was it's good. perfect. It was fun. Yes. It was all good things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a very quick. We talked about most of the named people already. I want to do a quick dive into our director who's someone that we haven't talked about before. His name is Jeffrey Hornaday. Um, 
he it seems that this and the sequel are his only decoms. However, he choreographed some very he's also a choreographer, it seems. And he did a chorus line. Crazy. Um, and he also did Bird of Prey. Oh, wait. Oh, I was thinking Birds of Prey, like the Harley Quinn movie. Never mind. Yeah. I don't know what Bird of Prey is. <laughs> um Oh no no that's a lie. He, okay, he also did. He has one other decom. He did Geek Charming. Oh, that's a cute one. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I've watched yeah. it in the better part of a decade, but um, here we it are. was cuter when it came out than it is now. But we'll get to that. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Well, I'm. That makes sense. Um, I guess we can get right into our little subjective segment, Lizzie. Well, you were mentioning that this was the first time you watched this movie. Do you want to tell us about that experience? I have thoughts from an actual child this week. Finally! I've missed Maggie. The child, the child has graced us with her presence. It's her last week of sixth grade. So she's just going to be chock full of free time. This is also yeah. her first time watching this. So, <clears throat> Maggie says, Between the villains and the, quote, flirting or fighting... I'll explain that in a second. Thing between Butchie and Tanner, I can say that this movie is somehow both really gay and really straight. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Also, how is it that not one person notices Mac's new mysterious necklace that perfectly matches her board? But besides the plot holes, uh, oh, das ist gut. Four out of five. <laughs> Yay! And you know what? I was. I agree say, with every um, single part of that. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I can't believe this was her first time watching this, but then I realized this movie came out nine years ago. She was three years old, so it makes sense. Yes. These are all good things. Oh, let me explain the flirting or fighting thing. So, um, we have noticed in a lot of movies that um, when two kind of i don't want to say both of them are leading men but they're both you know leading or very much supporting men um Mm -hmm. are like kind of butting heads with each other it is hard to tell sometimes if they are gonna like fight each other physically or if they want to kiss each other on the faces it is there's a little bit of sexual tension and actually i learned a thing in our time off yes um it is actually kind of an example of a theory called, I believe, homosocial triangulation. And it's that, especially in this case, so we have Tanner, surfer guy, and what was his, what's the biker's name? Butchie. Butchie? Butchie. Um, uh, the two of them, he's the biker, they are both kind of not fighting over Layla, the biker girl, because Butchie is her brother, but, you know, kind of fighting over, um, you know, where her affections are going to land, what side she's going to mm-hmm. be on, etc. Um, and it there's this theory that says that they do that and they fight each other over women in a way to have an avenue to actually have homosocial or homoerotic uh, interactions with each other. Yeah. That checks out. Yep. We have a well-documented most of human history to back that up, so. 
That's yeah. So, and that's actually what something that I said um, is. So, obviously, the movie that all of this is around is called Wet Side Story. So, mm-hmm. you know, right off the bat, this is going to be chock full of classic musical references. Um, and my fourth bullet point says, I really love that they caught on to the sexual tension of the two leaders of the rival gangs, like in West Side Story. <laughs> yes. Because... Wow. It's really tangible. Um, so that's between Jordan Fisher's character, Seacat, who is the, mm-hmm. like, leader of the surfer gang, and Butchie, who is the leader of the biker gang. So. There's that. I would also like to say there's a really obscene amount of spray tan. Oh, yeah. In this movie. It's really... Well, yeah, because everyone spends the whole movie in bathing suits, basically. Yes. Um, which is kind of where my notes started, was my very first note I wrote was, Ross Lynch looks so skinny. Um, so, so, which, so I guess, you know, this movie, like I said, was nine years ago, so he must have been in his, I don't know how old he is, maybe his early 20s, he might have even been a teenager, I don't know, though. Um, you know what? I'm going to find so, out for us while you're talking. Yeah. So, well, Lizzie looks like, obviously, um, he was young. Um, and he, you know, we all think of Ross Lynch now, but that's he not was what he 18. looked like nine years ago. He was 18. So, okay. He was he was literally a, a teenager. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they have him in this yellow rash guard, which was not doing any favors. Um, and yeah. he was fully in a rash guard for most of the movie until like then kind of in one of the musical numbers he gets like a Hawaiian shirt and he stays in that until the very last scene. Mhm. Um so but yeah, Maya Mitchell also wears a rash guard for uh most of the movie, like she and he both, which I guess it's supposed to be like they're surfers, but it's like that's not what like surfers wear. They wear like wetsuits. Yeah. Um, they don't well, just wear like the thing is like the, the bulk sun shirts. The bulk of this movie is supposed to take place during Wet Side Story, which they tell us time yeah. and time again takes place in 1962. And yes. let me tell you, not a single person in this costuming department has ever looked at a single picture of anyone who ever was alive in 1962. No, this movie wouldn't win the Oscar for Best Costumes. Although, at least, like, everyone else, it was all over the place. But, like, everyone else, it's not like it was, like, Disney Channel and they were like, we can't show, like, a shirtless man. Everyone else was shirtless. Everyone else was in bikinis. Um, So, it was kind of interesting that the two main characters, and maybe it was to set them apart. I don't know. Yeah. They were pulling a lot. Maybe it was because, maybe it was because of Mormonism. Maybe they were pulling a lot of costume inspiration from a lot of time periods and none yes. of them were the 1960s. No, but, yeah, it was almost more 30s, 40s. 
Some of it was like 30z, 40z. There were some fringe bathing suits that were very, like, cut very much like 70s swimwear. Yeah. There was, there was a lot going on. But you know what? Who cares? When all is yeah. said and done, not the most important part of the movie. No, not at all. Um, but I'll, I'll, I don't want to call anyone out. We were doing some research right before we started recording because I got yeah. worried that Ross Lynch was a Mormon. No offense to Mormons. <laughs> but because well, we were yeah. thinking about his family and specifically the nephew's name. So I did a Google search. Ross Lynch's mother appears to have been Mormon, past tense. Ross is not Mormon. So Mormon vibes, but none yes. of the They're all temple sort rituals, of part it of seems. that that Mormon Utah, Colorado Mormon Utah yeah. family influencer. Blondes with strange names. Curled hair that's straight at the ends. Yes. Um, yeah. has to be wearing a rash guard on the Disney Channel. Right. Although, to be fair, kids are mean. I also probably wouldn't want to be on the Disney Channel in a bathing suit. <laughs> oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, not at all. My mom, you know, she's a teacher. I've mentioned this before. And she said she and her students were talking about Disney Channel this week. I don't remember why. And they were all like, yeah, it's just a bunch of randos on the Disney Channel now. And I was like, okay. You got it, bud. Um, you got it. And you know what? We're going to come onto our silly little podcast and talk about those randos all the live long day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, but so... despite the fact that Ross seems... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, despite no, the fact that Ross seems goofy in that rash guard, he has some... He's still, like, a charming character. Like, it's not like, oh, I can't yes. watch this. Like, he's still... He has these great lines... Um, do you have one in particular you're thinking about? Um, well, I have about three written down, but the main one is, oh, see, now I'm going to say something and you're not going to be thinking the same thing. They get in a fight and then the next day she's like, why are you here at the beach? And he said, I just came to watch you surf, not to propose. That was one of mine I had written down. My That's other so funny. ones. My other favorite ones. First of all, first 15 minutes after she has told him, you know, I am leaving to go to this fancy prep school on the East Coast. Yes. He says to her, what about us? And Maggie went, what about everything we've been through? Everything we've been through. Yeah. Delightful. Oh, I didn't um, even notice that. Yeah. Oh, we immediate, immediate. One of my favorite ones was he um, was trying to save her. She was the whole crux, the whole, you know, what am I trying to say? The whole. The conflict? The inciting, inciting action? Incident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is. There's a storm going on and she's like, I'm going to go surf during this storm. I've been waiting my entire life to surf on waves like these. I have to do it before I leave. And she goes and it's getting dangerous and the lifeguard's like trying to tell her to get back. 
And so Ross Lynch gets on a jet ski and goes out into the waves to save her. And I wrote down, and what exactly does Ross Lynch think he's going to do to help her in that storm? But he attempts it nonetheless. Um, And they pop out of the water, not knowing that they have been transported into a different dimension where they're in this movie. And she's upset with him for ruining her surfing. And he goes, this is the part where you tell me I'm your hero and you shower me with kisses. Yes, that's the other one I wrote down. He's so serious and that would be like the first note we mentioned. He's like, he's like joking with her. He's like, I just came to like watch you surf, not to propose. And this one, he's like angry at her. Yeah. And the Um, other funny part is when uh, the two, like the Tony and Maria, whose names are Tanner and Layla. Tanner and Layla. Um, they have oh. respectively fallen in love with Maya and Brady. Ross. No, not Maya. Mac and Brady. Mac. Maya is the actor. Um, and she's like, no, we need to like, we need to get them to not like us anymore so that they'll like latch onto each other. Blah, 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 blah. She's like, so you need to go like push her towards him. And this has been like his celebrity crush since he was in like fifth grade, but he's with Mac now kind of, and he has to get them out of this. And so he says, Ugh, I'll be back as soon as I can get that smoking girl to hate me. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even notice that. That's so funny. I need to go back and listen. Yeah, I'll be back as soon as I can get that smoking girl to hate me. That's so funny. I didn't even. I thought you were. I thought you were leading into the next quote I was going to say, which you almost did. It's the same scene, right before this, when Layla falls into Brady's arms and said, and falls in love with him. She says, "Who are you?" And he goes, "Your knight in shining board shorts." (laughs) Yes. And which I which leads me to my last costume related note, at least for now, is there are so many like players of pairs of plaid Bermuda board shorts in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like like it it reminded me of sixth grade. Oh yeah, but you know what? I will never hate on anyone for wearing plaid pants because I was a plaid pant aficionado throughout much of oh, my yeah, youth, same. and yeah, same. so I will be. I cannot. In good conscience. In good conscience. Not good conscience. Um, you know, hate on the plaid, the plaid pant. But no, I love that. There's another part after they have their sort of like grease makeover where he has gone like full oh. surfer and she's gone yes. like full biker. What does he call her? I forgot. He's like, hey. Uh, I think Elvis, he calls her. Oh, he goes, yes, he goes. Hey Elvis, and she goes, "Hey frat boy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is so, so funny. funny. That's not something I ever would have noticed as a kid when this came out. No, it was so funny. Oh, another really fun one is uh, Layla is talking. Not Layla. Mac is talking to Brady, and she's talking about Layla, and she goes, "Why does she need a boy to be happy?" And he goes, "Because it's 1962." Yes. <laughs> He's Which like, is funny yeah, and he's sad. Like, try, he, he's trying to solve the problem. Like, you know, Mac, basically, Brady's 
the whole time they're in the wet side story world brady's enjoying himself because it's his favorite movie and mac is like we need to get home like this is not cool like we don't know how to get back we need to figure it out um and then so finally he buckles down and is trying to help and he's like we need to get her to fall in love with tanner and she's like why does she need a man yeah and he goes because it's 1962 yeah yeah um and i think for me the crowning achievement well there's two it's between two and it's actually not between mac and brady it's layla and tanner tanner is i don't know what the male version of a ditz is a himbo or if it's simply a he is a himbo through and through to his core maybe the himbo and so he is you know talking 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 and he goes I talk low for effect. And then he goes, I can also do hi. And it's hilarious. And he's just doing all these crazy. And he says, but the the chicks did glow better. (laughs) Yeah. It's hilarious. And my other one is Layla and Mac are talking and Mac's trying to get her to invite her to a slumber party. And she goes, oh my gosh, you know what I've never done? And Layla goes, eating a rock, kissing a squirrel. And Mac just immediately goes, all fun things, but no. (laughs) And I was like, those movie characters are so funny. Tanner has one that I had never noticed before watching this movie yesterday. I mean, I've seen this movie probably three or four times before this. But there's a part where one of the songs ends or something. And everyone is, you know, the two gangs are facing off. And then you hear, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And Tanner says, excuse me, to get past every person. He says it like eight times. And then he goes, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) someone asks a question, like, you know, like, what do you think you're doing on our turf? And he goes, excuse me, excuse me, what? (laughs) It was so funny. It was so quiet and subtle. And I can't believe I never noticed it. Um, And I guess that kind Um, of leads me. Oh, sorry. You go ahead, Lizzie. No, I just, I thought of another one. Because oh, go for Ross it. Lynch is a, is like explaining the plot of this movie to Mac. He's like, yeah, and it's, you know, the bikers and the surfers. And she goes, so you got us stuck in a movie in the middle of a surf and turf war? Yes. It's so ridiculous, but it made me giggle. It did. Oh, okay, Lizzie, one. that quote. Oh, okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> No, go, go, I was go, gonna go, say go. that quote. That quote leads me directly into my question for you, oh, go, which was: Were you team surfers or team bikers? <sighs> team surfer, team turf. I think for the aesthetics alone, I'm gonna have to go with the bikers. See, I almost preferred the aesthetic as the surfers, but I preferred the okay. songs of the bikers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which we haven't gotten to music yet. Um, we'll get to that. I just like how ridiculously out of pr- place all of the bikers looked in every single set piece. Yeah, I don't know why they left the beach so much. Like, that's the the plot of Wet Side's story, is that the bur- the bikers and the surfers are fighting over the beach. It's like, why are the bikers at on the beach? I, that's an They're wearing leather question. pants. Um, so leather pants and sand sub- doesn't go well. No. There's a whole other subplot here that we have not talked about, which is the plot of the actual movie, 
where in which there's an evil scientist essentially who wants to buy the beachfront property of this like diner that they all frequent to turn it into like basically to develop it and they Mm -hmm. won't do it they won't sell it because the surfers and the bikers both you know frequent this place whatever and so he decides that he is going to in true dr doofenshmirtz fashion make a huge weatherinator essentially to make the weather turn terrible so that it the storm will be so bad that they can't surf and it will rain all the time so their bikes rust so they'll never want to be there and mac is really excited about this because she's like oh my god if there's a big storm we can use that storm as a way to get ourselves back. We got stuck here because of a storm. We can get ourselves back using this different storm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the evil scientist is played by, or the evil developer is played by the evil professor from Avalon High. And the actual like evil scientist sidekick is played by Bertram from Jesse. Yeah. And (laughs) of Jesse fame and also the Ratatouzical. (laughs) The Ratatousical. Ugh. Remember when I that was that. a thing? I do. And I would like to talk to you. five bucks to watch it. I absolutely can believe that you did that. Yeah. I would like to speak to you about Ratatouille later, but that's a that's a conversation for another time. Um, yeah. Not a decom. Not a decom. Ugh, but who knows? One day we might get desperate. The hilarious thing is... The evil developer has, like, a crazy mustache and a crazy British accent. And Ross Lynch goes, he's all British and proper, but he's actually from Pittsburgh. So, shout out to Pittsburgh, the PGH. Shout out to our friend Hannah Labovitz. Yes. Oh, Hannah's the coming queen to visit me this weekend. No. Very exciting. Yeah, Hannah will be with me when this episode comes out. Oh, really? Um, or maybe not. She can listen to it on her way down. Amazing. Um, but yeah, um, so some great lines in this. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, I guess then I would like to move on to, like I mentioned, the music. And I'll start by asking Lizzie, what was your favorite song or musical number? Yeah. I'm going to ask you to not ask me that yet because I need to look at the names of all of them so that I can remember what okay. they are. So I'll start with mine. My favorite is easily Cruisin' for a Bruisin'. It's, we all know it, we all love it. It went viral on TikTok, um, the dance. It's the biker's well, intro song. It's everything. There's triple pirouettes. We remember that Ross Lynch is a classically trained dancer. In a lot of this well, movie, actually. He tap dances later on, which I'll mention. I wanted to ask, is... Ross Lynch. Just American Tom Holland. Yes, like, I was about to say, yeah. In another he is. in another dimension. Does he have Tom Holland's career? Yeah, he does. He's like a classically, he's like Billy Elliot, basically. I love that. Um, but yeah, so cruising for a reason. And I was say- thinking, there's an astonishing amount of these songs that have turned into TikTok trends. Yes. Just cruising for a bruisin', can't stop singing, fallin' for ya, and then that there was one at the end that was also, um, 
Oh, I hate I hate the finale one if that's what you're talking about, but it might have been go off, I guess. The one the the one where they're like ready steady, ready freddy, ready yeah, betty. Yeah. Too much. But yeah, um, cruising for a bruising is the best one. Period. I like also, like I mentioned, I everyone in my life knows I was a tap dancer. Um I liked the make it stop is I think what it's called where it's that's the one that breaks the fourth wall the most where they're like we can't stop singing they want to stop singing but they can't and they do a musical yeah. number and they tap dance. It's called can't stop singing. Oh okay. Um I like that one as well. Yes, that one was so fun. And it was also kind of fun to see them get to have a musical number just the two of them without Yes everyone else involved so i liked that a lot mm. oh i want to talk about musicals for a second because obviously okay. there was some blatant obviously west side story references here clearly um because it's wet side story um there were obviously some grease references here with the whole bikers mm-hmm. and everything but also there was a healthy dose of hairspray references in here, which was so fun since hairspray took place in the 60s. Because there's part where all the surfer kids are introducing themselves and it's like the nicest kids in town from hairspray. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. The whole I'm roll Tanner. call. Holly. I'm Tanner, yeah, Cat. Tanner, Cat. Yes. Tanner. Yes. Um, and this is also really funny because I was just, I was kind of perusing the list of actors on IMDb to see who people were and if they had been in other things that I just didn't recognize them from. Excuse me. Um, Garrett Clayton, who plays Tanner, was Link Larkin in Hairspray Live with yes Dove Cameron. Cameron. And Kristen Chenoweth. And all those homies. Ariana Grande, all of them. Martin Short. Other people. (laughs) Other people. That was actually, like, a kind of incredible, like, crazy cast that they got for that. Yeah. Live. Andrea Martin. Jennifer Hudson. <gasps> Jennifer Hudson, second black woman. That. Second black woman in history to ever win an EGOT. So <gasps> who was good the first for her? Um I almost said Oprah, but she doesn't sing or act. I just read this. This is embarrassing. I was reading recently about the list of all the people that have the EGOT. Ooh, really? Yeah, and it's really not that many. And then there's the even more elusive pegot i think which is where you get an egot and also a pulitzer prize yes and even fewer people have gotten that like maybe two or three. Oh my god whoopi goldberg yes whoopi goldberg. Oh, okay yes. yes 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 and i think she's the youngest woman yeah she's the youngest woman to ever get an egot love her oh, she was her. not involved in teen beach movie but no god god if only Speaking she had of- been Speaking of EGOTs, happy Tonys. I oh, happy Tonys um, to all who observe. Also, I've seen some people, like, just being heinously rude 
about the Tonys this year. And like, don't get me oh, wrong. Really? The tone the Tonys are an inherently problematic, like, as all award shows are. Yeah. You know. They only televised a certain amount of people's stuff and it's totally jacked up. But people just being like so rude about performances. I just can't just shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut literally. up. You could not do better than they're doing. I promise yeah. you, babes. If you could, Broadway would have called you already. <laughs> I was going to say, people love to hate on a theater kid until the theater kid makes it on the big screen. It's like everyone that's in the movies. This doesn't apply to Leah Michelle. I'll laugh about Leah Michelle. Oh, I did see jokes on. about her and everyone was like, we loved her pretending to read off the cue cards. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I mean, like we said, you know, Mr. Tom Holland was Billy Elliot. You didn't like him and when now he was Billy he's, Elliot, did you? And now he's Mr. Zendaya, so. Yeah. Um, Ross Lynch was in, Ross Lynch was in a chorus line. You didn't care about him when he was in a chorus line, did you? And then he was in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And yeah. was losing their damn mind. Everyone thought he was so cute. And he was, don't get me wrong. I watched it. He still is. I, mean, I just haven't watched it. Adorable in like, together. I haven't watched it in like three years. I mean, he's still so cute. I don't know if he's still in Chilling Adventures. Yes. Oh, I would also like to say very interesting to see all of the Elvis influences in this, given that we <gasps> are less than two weeks away from seeing Austin Butler's portrayal of Elvis, which I'm very Elvis excited Presley. for. I do love a Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah. Didn't um, you say so pod friend Amber? Yeah, shout out to um, original friend of the pod, Amber. She loves Baz Luhrmann. I love that. Maybe we'll have to have her on soon. And we can have an Elvis debrief. Yeah, or you could just FaceTime her. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea, too. That's a good idea. Too. I'll give you her number. <laughs> awesome. I would like to say, um, this is a little off topic, but, you know, we're here talking about movies. So I feel as though it's appropriate. What a joy mm -hmm. it is to be able to go to the movie theater again. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, I think I've been to two movies since since January of twenty or since yeah twenty nineteen or something. I've been to two movies. The first kind of I don't want to say post COVID because I don't know if we're ever going to actually be post COVID, but the first kind of after peak COVID movie that I went to see was Black Widow. Um, which is probably like a year and some after COVID started. And the only reason we went to that is because we looked ahead and saw on the reserved seating that no one else had bought seats in that theater. And we said, it's time. It's time. And then today I went and saw Top Gun. Which was a delight. I was going to say, we don't need to get into that because then this episode will be two hours long. And we're already and encroaching notice, on an hour. And do you notice how I put a period at the end of that sentence and decided I wasn't going to say anything else about it? And I love you for growth. it. Let's I love growth. you for it. All right. Um, what else did we want to talk about, if anything? 
I guess, let me pull up my notes because I only have a couple things left. I really touched on everything. The one yeah, thing I kind of want left or I that I didn't touch on is Maya Mitchell, who plays Mac, we, we've discussed at length. Um, her American accent is like Uncanny Valley to me. Something about it takes me out of the story. She's not if American? You don't know, she's, Aust- she's Australian. Oh, so, okay. So it was convincing to you. It was. Yeah, she, to me, her American accent is, like I said, Uncanny Valley. Just some words. Maybe if I had known she was doing an American accent, I would have been thinking about it more. I bet. Or maybe it's not even the accent. Maybe it's just the way she enunciates her words. Like, she's such, like, a, everything she says is so serious. There were some really bad accents in this. Like, all the biker kids. Yeah. Weird New Jersey accents and, like, New York accents, which was so confusing because seemingly this took place in California. Well, we know it didn't take place in Hawaii. Yeah. Because Um, the girl said, oh, my necklace is Hawaiian. And I was like... Yeah. It takes place somewhere that people surf, which famously people don't really surf the East Coast of the U.S. Well, and we know that Maya is going to the East Coast, so she can't be... Yeah, she's going to the East Coast. So I'm, I'm assuming... California, because also people don't really serve like the Pacific Northwest. Yes, I just um, don't know. And yeah, yeah, and yet everyone, at least all the bikers, have like Long Island, New Jersey, New York. Don't come for me. I don't know the difference accents. But you know what? It was enjoyable nonetheless. Loved the choreography. Mm-hmm. Yes, the choreography was great. There was some awesome like overhead shots. Um, choreography yes. with props like surfboards and beach balls that um uh and really also liked. fun like other camera tricks like split screen that um were enjoyable to watch. It was very Jeez Luigi's it was very um reminiscent of our beloved Kenny Ortega. Yes, it was. What's his name? I mentioned him, Jeffrey Hornaday. Like he yes. was, he's listed on IMDb as the director, but he has way more choreography credits than directorial. Oh my god! So, oh, it it does say he choreographed a Teen Beach movie. Jeffrey Hornaday was in the Bessel Whorehouse in Texas with Dolly Parton in the ensemble. Oh my god! It's the only photo of him present on IMDb. Is from sorry, let me I love that for him. That's Good so him. incredible. He's also directed the Stevie Nicks stand back music video. All right, Jeffrey, he's dabbling all over the place. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, okay. Um, Lizzie, do you have any closing thoughts? Any last notes before we get out of here? No, this was just fun. Happy to be it back. Was. Me too. Um, we have not picked what we're going to do for our next episode. Perhaps mm-hmm. we'll do a poll and have you folks. <gasps> that pick. would be fun. We had some ideas. So, yeah, we could pick from our top choices and maybe let our audience yeah. decide. Maybe we'll want Maybe we'll want to do the sequel to this. Maybe we'll want to save it since it's only a duology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all good things. And there's a new Disney Channel original movie coming out very soon, I believe. 
Oh, really? I, I actually didn't so. even know that. Yeah. So I'm excited. We'll keep you posted. This will be fun. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. Um, All right. We haven't done this in so long. I forgot to say. Um, make sure, especially if we do a poll, make sure you follow us on Instagram. I think everyone that listens mm-hmm. follows us on Instagram. But just in case, we are at slumberparty.pod. Still trying to get that actual, that good handle from the girls who have it. Um, uh, yeah, follow us on the Instagram. We post lots of fun stuff on there. Uh, we haven't recently, but we'll get back on it. You know, don't call it a comeback. Um, sometimes people DM us fun things. And we like to be over there to see that. And yeah. your homework is to, if you're listening, to tell at least one person, a friend, an enemy, a love interest, a surfer that you know, to listen to the pod. Yes. What Hannah said. Delightful. Delicious. <laughs> Delovely. Delectable. Delectable. Um, okay. <clears throat> Hannah, are you ready to take us away? Take it away, Ernie. Take it away. This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Lizzie and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor. We hope you'll join us again next week. Bye. Welcome back to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie, Ross Lynch's nephew, whose legal name is Superfunk. And I'm Hannah, and I'm wearing a rash guard. And this week, we are back, and we're talking about... Lizzie! (laughs) What? I didn't say anything. (laughs) You laughed. I always laugh. I heard you laugh. In the middle. That's why I hid away from the microphone. Take three. Your hiding doesn't... (laughs) Just because you... I can't see you doesn't mean I can't hear you. Take three. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's the least threatening thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> All right. All right.